Welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we are so glad you've set aside a few minutes to spend with us today. In each episode of this podcast, we'll share some of what we're learning in the work we do with kids and families on a daily basis at Daystar Counseling in Nashville, Tennessee. Our goal is to help you care for the kids in your life with a little more understanding, a little more practical help, and a whole lot of hope. So pull up a chair and join us on this journey from our little yellow house to yours. You all know we love tacos around here. Actually, we just love to eat. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) But you know, David, now that we've both been trying to focus on adding more nutrition into our diet, we should tell them about Organifi, which is helping us with that. Yes, we should. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition made with high-quality ingredients. I've never heard you say anything like that before. (laughs) This is going to be really good for us. (laughs) I love that each Organifi blend is backed by science to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are not only organic, but also free of fillers and contain less than three grams of sugar per serving. Like Organifi green juice with essential superfoods and a clinical dose of ashwagandha. I just love saying ashwagandha. (laughs) It helps reduce stress and supports healthy cortisol levels. Saying ashwagandha or the green juice itself? Both. Okay. Or there's the Organifi red juice, a superfood punch that increases energy without caffeine and only two grams of sugar. Each Organifi blend is easy to use by simply mixing it with water or your favorite beverage while on the go, and they don't compromise quality for taste. I put it in my smoothie. Organifi takes pride in offering the best tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to less than $3 a day. That's less than the cost of a taco. It is. So go to Organifi.com slash RBG and use code RBG for 20% off your order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash RBG and use code RBG for 20% off any item. We are officially in season five. five. So excited. Can you believe that? We've gotten a few more gray hairs, both of us, over these seasons. We have indeed. (laughs) Glad you can't see that through the microphone, but it is true. Yes, but wow, it has been fun. Yes, it has. I'm so thankful people are still listening, or I hope they are. Is anyone listening? (laughs) Wave at us if you're listening. (laughs) I hope they are too. Lucy's listening. She's listening. Lucy, thanks for being in the room. Lucy, my Havanese puppy, yep. I cannot believe it's been five seasons. I cannot either. We've had a lot of fun conversations, a lot of amazing guests. And we have more fun conversations and amazing guests coming up. Because we have a big announcement. Tell them what's happening this season. We are joining a new network. Belongs to some dear folks we love, including our good friend. Annie F. Downs. The TSF That Sounds Fun Network. So we're going to get a lot more fun now. (laughs) We are going to get a lot more fun. Just you wait. But we want to say we're still connected to Minnow, and we are still very excited for them to be a part of what we're doing around here. Going to be bringing some neat Minnow moments to our ongoing seasons. Yes, and we're just so grateful for the team at TSF. All of them have been so kind, and they really are as fun as they sound. They are. Every time we go, there's donuts and all kinds of things. We had cake at our last meeting, and it was 10 in the morning. (laughs) 
So we can't wait. We can't wait to be a part of their network. We can't wait for you to join us for the season and, and to talk about some really important things. We're excited to talk about what this new season's going to be about. Yes, we are. So should we say the title first? Okay, are y'all ready? Drum roll. <laughs> Raising Emotionally Strong. And Worry-Free. Kids. Woo! Which is based on some books that we have had the great privilege of writing. We're excited to talk about those and talk about how we want to translate that content into this new season. Yes. Okay, so let's jump in with yours first because I'm so excited about it. It is a much-needed book in the world and in my world these Mm. days with two little nephews. So will you tell them what prompted you to write Raising Emotionally Strong Boys? Tell them the subtitle. And then what prompted you to write this book? And why are we talking about it on a podcast? Both. Great question. The title is Raising Emotionally Strong Boys, and the subtitle is Tools Your Son Can Build On for Life. Ooh, that's good. Tools. And then I wrote a workbook for elementary age boys called Strong and Smart, Mm. just all about helping boys build healthy emotions. And I am super excited about both those things. And, you know, if I were to think about the why of it, I think after doing this work for as long as you and I have been doing it, we just see a lot of trends and a lot of the same places, certainly some new places where kids are struggling, but a lot of the same places too. And I think, you know, if I were going to, put my finger on, sometimes I'm even asked that in interviews, like, what's the one thing you feel the most concerned about with boys? When I think about all the things I feel concerned about with boys, they do all seem to go back to where I really want to help boys develop strong emotional muscles. I talk a lot in the new book about how boys and adolescent males and adult men lead some of the scariest stats out there. Men lead the stats for suicide and substance abuse for infidelity and internet pornography and you know the common denominator being that it's a male's way of trying to numb out whatever it is that he's feeling that he doesn't know how to work it through and so he wants to shut it down numb it out make it stop and so I just think about how much I want boys on the front side of development to develop the skills that make it always seem normal to talk about how they feel and to work that through and healthy, constructive way. So the workbook really is kind of a guide of how to do that for boys. Mm -hmm. And I talk about how my two grandfathers growing up, one of my grandfathers, as you know, was a builder and I worked for him when I was in high school. And my other grandfather was a fisherman. And I have all these memories of both working with my grandfather, who was the builder and going fishing with my other grandfather. And I thought about when I was writing the books, how you know, my grandfather, the builder, always had a toolbox in the back of his truck. And my grandfather, the fisherman, always had his tackle box with him. And it's like any fisherman would never go out on the water without a tackle box. Any builder's not going to show up at a site without the tools he needs. And what would it look like that boys are armed with the tools they need emotionally all throughout life and always have them with them? And so in the workbook, I kind of walk boys through building a tool set, a literal tool set of things that they have on hand for whatever they face in life. And I think that desire to equip boys is the very desire in you to equip girls. So talk a little bit about why you wrote some of my all-time favorite books Mm -hmm. on anxiety and girls. Well, before I do, I don't know that I've ever told you this. Henry, my oldest nephew, is three as we're talking. And pretty soon after he was talking, talking, not just saying kind of random words, but really talking, 
he started saying, I'm so sad. And when I'm in town, I try to have Henry and Wit now over for what in Arkansas, where I grew up, we called them bunkin' parties. But, you know, most of the world calls them sleepovers, whatever. Bunkin' party's a better word. So I try and have them over one night a weekend for a bunkin' party. Anyway, so I was standing with Henry and his dad, Aaron, and Henry said something about, I'm so sad. And he slumped his little shoulders. And Aaron looked at me and said, what are y'all doing at the bunkin' parties? <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> you know what? If that's my legacy, that Henry is learning how to say, I'm sad. I'm so excited about I that. because that. I have heard you talk about that so much, how preventative it is for boys to learn how to talk yes. about their emotions early on. So we're working hard at our bunkin' parties on I love that you emotions are. and boys. Yes. David, I am so excited. Fall is finally here. Me too. Fall means we can get back to routine, back to busy schedules, all the things we love as Enneagram Ones, and even some things we don't love, never-ending weeknight dinners that need to be made. Why do kids always need to eat dinner? (laughs) I think it has something to do with maybe keeping them alive. But thankfully, we know of a great time-saving hack— Every Plate Meal Kits. David, did you know Every Plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping? That seems like a no-brainer. There is no reason to turn to takeout when things get hectic because Every Plate is also 58% cheaper than your average fast casual meal. That makes it an easy choice for me. Every Plate's quality ingredients come pre-proportioned to help you save money and reduce food waste. You know, like that bag of spinach you throw out every week. That poor bag of spinach never gets eaten. And every plate is so easy to set up. I just placed my order, sissy, and I cannot wait to try the sweet chili pork tacos and the chocolate lava cake. Maybe you and Connie can have me over. (laughs) We will. I'm excited too. It was so simple to order and they had so many meal options to choose from. I'm really excited about having Henry over for some barbecue pork sloppy joes. Get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal on your first box by going to everyplate.com and entering code RBG149. That's everyplate.com and entering code RBG149. So the girls' books, they originated, it's kind of a funny story, The first book came up because we wrote a book that some of y'all know about. It's the first season of our podcast called Are My Kids on Track? And I didn't even remember that I had written this blurb about girls and anxiety and kids and anxiety in general that at that point, which was, David, what year did we write Are My Kids on Track? We got to find it. 2015, I think. How did you know that? Or maybe it released in 2015. How did you know that? Well, I might have made it up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so 2015, the statistics were one in eight kids were dealing with anxiety. And I talked in that section about how much more prevalent it was among girls. An editor that we did not know at the time, who we have now come to love dearly, Jeff Braun, emailed me and he said, hey, I just read this blurb. You also talked in it about how the average age of onset was eight. And he said, I was wondering if you would ever write a book for girls, for young girls about anxiety. And of course, doing the work that we do, and as you said, we have done for a long time, my immediate response was, not unless I can write one for parents too. Mm. I wrote those books in 2018, I think they came out. 
or early 2019. I have to look in the copyright section of the book every time. It's terrible. Pre-pandemic, I wrote them. So Raising Worry-Free Girls is for parents, and Braver, Stronger, Smarter is for elementary and early middle school girls. And at that point, I did a deep dive into research on anxiety and read 23 books, I think, to get ready to write those two. And shockingly, so that's probably five years from when we wrote Are My Kids on Track or four to when I wrote those books. The statistics had jumped from one in eight kids to one in four kids with girls twice as likely. And the average age of onset that was eight had dropped to six with Mm. signs as young as four and five. And I think where I also felt so inspired to do it is we just sit with so many parents, both of us. But again, I'm seeing more of it because of girls who are describing a lot of frustration with their kids and using words like angry and controlling and manipulative and demanding those parents feel weary and frustrated as a result, rather than understanding what's really going on underneath those emotions. And like we talked about, we quote our good friend, Tina Bryson, when we had her on and where she talks about all behaviors communication. And so understanding that often what's at root of that for girls is anxiety. And so I'm very excited this season of the podcast to talk more about that. And we're going to talk about it with boys and girls, but what we're seeing that's so prevalent and how can we equip them with tools to handle it on the backside, and what can we do on the front side to equip them? Because I am increasingly concerned about, particularly for girls, the pressure that girls live in today. And so there's a lot we can do to help them, and there's a lot we can do to shift things in our homes and in our worlds so that maybe they don't get there to the same degree. And then after I wrote those books, the pandemic started, and we were in the stay-at-home portion of time, and I was doing a lot of Zoom counseling. The elementary age girls that I'd been so worried about and were feeling so much pressure and anxious, it was fascinating, actually. They were hopping on the computer, and all of a sudden, they had a little stuffed animal tucked up under one arm, and they were having a ball. And I think some of that was we were at home, and the pressure was off, and they were getting to connect and do some of the things that we kind of have lost culturally today. But the population I immediately was most concerned about were adolescents. I mean, I really do think I wrote Brave, the book for teenage girls, in two months. I was bored for one thing, (laughs) but I was so worried about them and wanted a tool to put in their hands too. And so we're going to be talking about all of those things. And I'm just so excited about the boys and the girls and the preventatively and responsively and all the ways we're going to come at really helping kids understand their emotions and how to regulate their emotions and how they can carry them forward. And even those emotions can be positive tools to walk through life. Yes. Well, and you began answering a question I wanted to ask you, and I'd love to know, is there anything else that you hope parents take away from either reading the book or listening to this season of the podcast? I think a good understanding of what anxiety really does look like and the things in our world that are contributing to it for girls. I always think it's hard to be a girl, but I have never felt like it was harder to be a girl than in the time that we're living in, there's just so much coming at them. And so for us to be able to understand and have compassion out of that understanding would be one thing. And I think the other, one of the things I read in my research was that in light of anxiety, the two most common parenting strategies are escape and avoidance. Mm. And I think we are doing more rescuing kids than we have ever done. My hope is that we're going to give you a lot of really practical parenting strategies with boys and girls that are not just going to be helping arm them with tools, but they're going to be tools for you 
to handle things differently and to build a lot of resilience and resourcefulness in them. I love that. What about you? You know, I would say I open raising emotionally strong boys with that Frederick Douglass quote that I love so much that says, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Mm. And I think about that so often when I think about, you know, the stories that you and I hear in our office every day. And I think, you know, in 25 years, one of the more common reasons that I think families seek Daystar out is they're navigating the transition of separation or divorce. And I think about how common it is that a chapter within that story that brought them there is something that happened with a dad. It's not to say there's not things happening with moms, because we certainly know there are, but how often it is that addiction or infidelity or something and evidence of that brokenness with men that I just want to do everything possible to just get in front of that of equipping boys and and even like reframing what it looks like you know i think we have such clear ideas it feels like in this world about what it looks like to be healthy physically but not as much about what it looks like to be healthy emotionally and spiritually and it was interesting when i did the research for the book i came across these statistics that weren't surprising but it was interesting to see it laid out so clearly that men are more reluctant to openly discuss their health. There's even stats around how few men go for a well visit every year with their doctor versus women who go with consistency. They have more difficulty identifying how they feel about significant life events. They're more resistant to act when they don't feel physically or mentally well, whereas women are more likely to do that. And then you layer in, they engage in more risky activities that are harmful to their health. So I think Mm -hmm. if you add all those things together, it sadly, unfortunately, explains a lot of what we hear in our offices, commonly those stories. And we're as hopeless as I think those statistics can be or those reminders. I think I feel so hopeful because I just think I just get excited. You know, even if we were to think about what came from the pandemic of all the hard things that came, I think there's never been a time in history when we're talking as much about mental health as we are. And I hope we carry that forward long after we're fully on the other side of this pandemic. I want to talk about that as much as we can in the lives of kids, which is why I get so excited about this new season. Me too. So let's talk about how we're going to break down the season, David, and how it's going to be divided up because it's going to lend itself to a lot of tools and a lot of the very things we're talking about. Will you talk about how we're going to talk about the boy section and I'll jump in on girls? Yes. So I actually broke the book down into three parts, which I think could make for some fun conversations for us with boys and girls as we talking about raising emotionally strong and worry-free kids this season. I break it down into the strength of emotion. And so we're going to talk about how boys and girls navigate emotions differently and do they. And then we're going to talk about the strength of connection, which I think will be so fun to talk about how boys and girls approach relationships differently. And then the last section is the strength of purpose. And we'll just talk about how we move the kids we love toward more purpose, and even how that looks differently with boys and girls there. So I'm super excited to get to talk about those things. I haven't told you the story that I went to my first Henry soccer game recently. Three and four-year-olds on this soccer team, it was a blast and hilarious. What I experienced, I think, is exactly why you probably wrote the last section of the book and something that we see in our offices. (laughs) I mean, I think the game was a total of 20 minutes. Henry did great. He actually scored the first goal after Bragg. First goal for his team for the whole season. I Henry think were, Weber. I know. So proud of him. 
but he was on the field for maybe three, <laughs> 20 minutes. And you know who was on the field carrying the ball the whole time? Oh, yes, I do. Girls. Sure. The boys, I think he was spinning around in circles. He came <laughs> off three times for snacks. The boys were all over the place, and the girls were so focused. And I think they feel that sense of purpose and the pressure that comes with it. So, yes, there's so much. I'm really excited about all those things that we're going to talk about. And for the girl books, I broke it down into understanding, help, and hope. And we sure want to infuse the season with all three of those things. And we'll talk about them in a lot of different ways. And the help section are the really practical tools that we're going to give to girls and boys for anxiety or whatever it is they're going through. We're going to talk about a lot of different things and have some great guests on addressing a lot of these issues too. I hope all of you listening know that David and I right now are sitting in the Leela house in David's office where we record every podcast. And this is where we sit. All week. I don't sit in your office. I sit in my office. But where we sit all week and we are sitting with kids and families and we love that we get to have this podcast and share with you all what we're hearing daily, where kids are struggling, where parents are struggling and share the tools we're learning on an ongoing basis with you. That's why we have this podcast to bring understanding and help and hope and strength of purpose for all of us. So thank you for following along with us and joining us in the conversation. We can't wait to have lots more really rich conversations with you. Hi, this is Jess Wollstenholm from Minnow, and we are so excited about the Raising Boys and Girls podcast partnering with the That Sounds Fun Network this season. It's going to be a great season, as David and Sissy have said, filled with so many wonderful guests and conversations. Listen in to the end of every show where we'll bring you short tips and insights from myself or our CEO, Eric Goss, or other members of our team about how to make screen time count and how to integrate faith into your everyday lives. Because that's what we're all about at Minnow. You can find out more at gominnow.com.